0: Hello and welcome to the Mental Health Hotline. If you are obsessive-compulsive, press 1 repeatedly. If you are codependent, ask someone to press 2 for you. If you have multiple personalities, press 3, 4, 5, and 6. If you are paranoid, we know what you are and what you want. Stay on the line and we'll trace your call. If you're delusional, press 7 and your call will be transferred to the mothership. If you are schizophrenic, listen carefully in a small voice. will tell you which number to press. If you are depressive, it doesn't matter which number you press. no no
3: I will build a great, great wall on our southern border, and I will have Mexico pay for that wall. Mark my words. What's your name, scumbag? Hey, Preppy, what's going on? What? So long, Bowser. What's up with that? Find your lack of faith disturbing.
2: Oh yes, daddy.
0: Stop whining.
4: What's wrong with you people? I'm serious.
0: Good evening, the makers of the new Rinso bring you the Amos and Andy show with their guest tonight, Mr. Robert Benchley. The Kingfish is apparently confronted with a domestic problem because with his friend Andy, he has gone to call on that eminent authority on domestic relations and the author of that well-known book, Harmony in Marriage, Robert Benchley. The boys are at Mr. Benchley's office now to discuss the Kingfish's problem.
1: Well, i certainly be glad to help you if I can. Yeah, you see my friends here, the Kingfish kind of got himself in a jam with his wife and... We counting on you to unjam him.
4: Oh, uh, yeah, you see, I figured that you was the expert on this stuff on account of the books you'd unwrit,
5: and maybe you could help me. Yes, you understand, of course, that marital problems are nothing unusual, that they must be dealt with in the abstract. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah that, that's the only way to deal with them already. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, marriage is a lot different than living life as an individual. In marriage, we have two great forces. Isn't that right?
4: Uh, well, in my case, Mr. Benchley, is just one great fools and one guy getting pushed around.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's right about that, Mr. Bensley. When I goes up there to his house, it always reminds me of a butterfly fighting a P-38. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: and not a butterfly, that's, yeah. what, that's right. Well, that certainly isn't right. But as I said before, to analyze marriage properly, we must look upon it in the abstract. Yes. I like to picture marriage as a beautiful stream. First, it is two small brooks, each flowing its own way, calmly, serenely. Suddenly, they meet. They join, they flow as one through woodland gates of happiness, peace, and contentment.
1: Kingfish, when is we going to take our vacation?
2: <laughs> uh,
5: quiet, Andy. Uh, uh, be quiet there. Uh, uh, can't you see we're abstracting here? Go on, Mr. Benzie. Don't pay no attention to him. He ignorant. Well, of course, you understand that I'm just using all of this as a figure of speech. Actually, there is no woodland glade. There is no valley. There is no stream. They ain't. No. We sure went a long way without getting no place. I see that perhaps we'd better approach this matter in the concrete. Uh, tell me this: has your marital trouble been of long standing?
4: Well, I don't know about her, but I've been standing as long as I can. I can't.
5: Kingfish, why don't you tell me the whole story? Yes, yeah, I guess that's the best way. Yeah, and give me all the details. Everything that led up to the trouble.
4: Yeah, I said, well, the whole thing started when I decided to go into business. I come to see Andy in his office one day. Amos was there, too. And I said to him, Oh, come in, Kingfish. Yeah,
1: how is he, Kingfish?
4: Uh, hello there, boys. Uh, say, Andy, is you doing anything in particular today?
1: Uh, no, I ain't. Uh, you want to go into business? Well, if the proposition is tractive enough, I might reserve it.
4: Oh, it's tractive, alright. It's the laundry business. Ah. You see, on account of the shortage of manpower and woman power and every other kind of power, the laundry is having a little trouble keeping up their production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess they are doing the best they can. You know, I was talking to that fellow that down the street that runs the Bonton Laundry, and what he wanted to do is to farm out some of the work. In other words, he'd like to turn over some of the laundry work to us. Now, we could wash it and iron it and return it to him. We would be what you would
1: call a subsidiary of the main thing. A uh, sub-what? Subsidiary. Mm, yeah, well, that sounds good, all right, but uh, we ain't going to do no washing or ironing is we? Oh, no, no, no. We get lightning to do it. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: you see, what we do, we
1: make him our own personal subsidiary. Yeah, well uh suppose Lightning don't want to do it. Oh
4: then he can get somebody else to do it. Uh, that way the real work can be done by a subsidiary of a subsidiary of the subsidiary, you see. <laughs> Oh this is big business all right. Yeah. Yeah, well I know Lightning got a washing machine over there if that's what you're counting on. Oh yeah, we figured on using that already. Yeah, well I think I'll run along, fella. Right. Uh, okay, Emma say uh, by the way. Uh, on the way home, would uh, you mind stopping in at Lightning's house and tell him to wait there and get his washing machine ready? we coming over to see him. All right, I'll do that.
1: Yeah, so long. Yeah, this is going to be a great business, all right, Kingfish. Say, uh, is it all right if I kind of mentions it to my gal that i going to be a subsidiary?
4: <laughs> oh, no, Andy. You can't say nothing about it, yet. You see the first bundle they gives us is going to be sort of a sample bundle to see how we dos with it. Hmm. The laundry is careful about clothes. yeah, yeah they want to make sure that we turns out a good job before they closes
1: the deal. Oh we might uh, we got to make good huh uh, yeah well listen uh, this is a pretty safe thing to put my money in ain't it Oh this is safe and sound ain't it? Yeah well, that's good because I'd hate to wind up losing my shirt. In my own laundry. Yeah. <laughs> turn it off, Lightning. Turn it off. That machine ain't working right.
2: Aye, uh,
1: yeah, y'all, Yeah, something's wrong with it. It's splashing all over you, Lightning.
4: Y'all, yeah, this job of being a subsidiary sure do get you wet, don't it? <laughs> i uh, tell you what to do. We'll scoop a couple of scoops of water out there, Lightning, and we'll try it again.
2: Yeah,
4: sir. Oh, by the way, Lightning, uh, we don't want you to say nothing to nobody about us being in the laundry business yet. You see, this is a sample bundle we got here, and we got to see how it come out for us. Yeah, sir. Now, you sure you understand now, Lightning? Now, tell me, what is you going to say if somebody asks you what you was doing? I'm just going to play dumb.
1: All right, that's enough water out. Turn it on now. We'll try it again. Yeah. Now, we'll just put this lady's shirtwaist in there and see how it works. Yeah, go
4: ahead. Put it in.
1: There you is.
2: Uh, hey,
4: hey. What's happening Yeah, where's the shirtwaist? I don't know, but I see some buttons flashing around in there. Look, it's getting ripped to pieces. Turn it off, Lightning. Pull the switch. Stop the thing. Stop the thing, Lightning. Quick. Yeah. Uh, now, look at
1: there. Lightning, you is responsible. Get the short waist out there, Lightner. Yeah. Uh, uh,
4: here's a little piece of sleeve I got here.
1: Oh, uh, did you say piece? I uh, am. Yeah. That's all I want to know. In case anybody is looking for subsidiary Brown, tell him he done left town. <laughs>
4: So you see, Mr. Benchler, when we finally got all the pieces
5: of that shirtwaist out of the machine, it
4: looked like a big jigsaw puzzle. It sure did.
5: Well, now, look, gentlemen, I can see very well why you might be worried about the shirtwaist. In fact, you got me worried about it myself, and I hardly know you. Uh, (laughs) But after all, you came to me on a problem of domestic felicity, which is my line. Now, I have a colleague down the street. As a matter of fact, he's right here in this same building on the ninth floor, room 907. And he has made a study of shirtwaist problems. Yeah, well, well, you ain't heard us out yet, though, Mr. Benchley. Mm, I'm sure I haven't. But just uh, what exactly has all this to do with your marital problem?
4: Oh, we get into that. You see, we didn't want the laundry to know that we'd done such a bad job. So what did you do? Well, we pieced the pieces of the shirtwaist together the best we could so we could tell what size it was. And then we went down to the latest shirtwaist department at the Globe department store to get another one.
1: We, we want something in a nice shirtwaist, miss.
6: Well, we have some very pretty ones. Did you have anything particular in mind?
1: Yeah, we seed one that's got, uh, well, it, uh, it's a lot
4: like the one we wants to get that mm-hmm. we could know.
6: Uh, well, what is it like?
1: Uh, well, uh, as I remember it, uh, there was some junk on the collar, and then there was some stuff down the front, and then there was some more junk on the cuffs, and then there was some stuff on the sleeves, <laughs> Is she got one like that?
6: Well, now, tell me, uh, was it ruffled down the front?
1: Uh, well, it was when we got through with it, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
6: well, let me show you a blouse here.
4: Yeah.
6: Uh, this is our most popular model. Was it anything like this?
4: Hey, look, Anna, that's just about like it, not it? Yeah, that looks exactly like it. Yeah, we'll take one of them, miss.
6: All right, what size?
4: Well, now, that's where we got a snag. We don't know exactly what the size is.
6: Well, is she large or small?
4: Well, as near as we can figure it out, uh, she ain't in the horse class. No. On the other hand,
1: she ain't like exactly no Shetland ponies. No.
6: Well, from what you say, I would judge that she would take about a 32.
1: Oh, no, no, wait a minute. Uh, that can't be right. No. Look how big I is, and all I take is a 16.
6: <laughs> well, the sizes run different for women. Now, let me show you a 32.
1: This new helper's a mess, isn't it? Yeah, want money,
6: really. Now, this is a 32.
4: Mm-hmm, yeah. This look all right to me. We'll take this one, miss.
6: Well, shall I send it out
2: to your home?
4: Uh, no, I'll take it right along with me. Don't send it to my home. No, no, you see, this ain't for my wife. Uh, this is for some other woman. Uh, oh, hello, Sarah. I didn't see you standing there. Uh,
6: hello, Kingfish. Hello, Andy.
1: Oh, hi Sarah.
6: Don't mind me. I just happened to be in the stove browsing around. <laughs> i tell you, I saw it with my own eyes. Oh, tell me, Sarah, I was all in. Well, when I was in the Globe Department store today, I seen George Kingfish Stevens buying a blouse, and I heard him tell the salesgirl that it was not for his wife, but another woman. <gasps> oh! <gasps> Mr. Manicure today, Miss Van Porter, Or did you want your hair done too? I'll take the whole Friday special, Phoebe. A married woman can't take no chances these days. Well, what you mean? Why ain't you heard? George Kingfish Stevens is chasing a size thirty-two woman. That's the way it always seems to go, Sapphire. The wife is the last one to know. Sarah, if you know anything, it's your duty to tell me. What is they saying about Kingfish and me? I'll tell you, Sapphire, but remember, you dragged it out of me. I seen your husband buy a shirtwaist in the Globe department store, and he told the clerk it was not for his wife, but for another woman. You heard him say that? With my own ears. Oh, where are you going, Sapphire? Home, to Pat. I'm leaving that woman chaser this very day. <laughs>
0: The kingfisher's wife has moved out. Right now we find him and Andy again consulting that master of marital problems, Mr. Robert
4: Benchley. So, you see, most Benson, my wife done left me. I didn't know where she went or where to get in touch with her.
5: Well, she certainly should have given you an opportunity to explain everything. Well, she is like that. She flies off the handle. Well, in dealing with a marital problem such as this, the important thing is to know the type of woman you're dealing with. Yeah. Hmm. As you probably know, there are several different types of women who enter into matrimony. For instance, there's the, uh, who wants to be an old maid, or he may not be so hot, but I just want to be too choosy, look what mother wound up with, <laughs> type. <laughs> this is not really a marriage, but a bringing together of two ration books.
2: <laughs> yeah,
5: sir, I see what you mean. And, of course, there's the jealous type, popularly known as the what has she got that I haven't got and where can I get a hold of it after she's through with it type. <laughs> This is the sort of woman who marries a man for what he is, rich. Yeah,
1: I know the type you mean.
5: Oh, uh, But you see, Mr. Bench, what I want to tell you... And then, of course, there's the, with my clothes and figure, how can he resist me, or... <laughs> type. <laughs> In the usual marriage, a husband is taken for better or worse. This girl doesn't care what she takes him for as long as she takes him. Yeah, well,
4: all that's good stuff, Miss Benchie, but what uh, we know is what type my wife is, you see. She is the pack-up-and-move-out type. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's a lot
5: more to this story that i got to tell you yet. Oh, well, of course. Now, go on with your story.
4: Yeah, well, I, I finally found out that my wife was staying with a friend, so I went up there to see her and tell her the, the whole thing that happened, because we, we went to the laundry business. I wanted her to know that. And, and I was just getting a new shirt it at the store for the one I ripped in the wash. Won't you listen to me, honey, and let me explain the thing to you.
6: George Stevens, I ain't interested in nothing you got to say. We is through.
4: Oh, honey, I ain't never looked at another woman. Believe me, honey, you is the light of my life. You is the sunshine of my life.
6: (laughs) Not no more, I ain't. This is the eclipse.
4: (laughs) Oh, honey, you can't do this to me. Oh,
6: I can't? Well, for your information, I is going to have this marriage enough.
4: After 17 years? (laughs) Look, honey, they don't null them after that long a time. You getting into the Supreme Court stuff there.
6: You just wait and see. I ain't only nulling it, I'm voiding it, too. I ain't going to live with no husband that showers his affections on some other woman.
4: I keep telling you, honey, there ain't no other woman. Oh, sweetheart, think what you're doing here.
6: (laughs)
2: Don't break up
4: a happy home. We was getting along like two little lovebirds in our little love nest, just billin' and cooing.
6: What you talking about? We ain't done no cooing in ten years.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
6: oh, look,
4: honey, look, you gotta let me explain to you what happened.
6: It won't do no good.
4: Well, I gonna tell you anyway. Look here, honey, me and And done went to the laundry business and went in the business, you see. A big laundry was forming out uh, overflow to us. The whole thing was kind of a secret. They give us a sample bundle, and we tried it out in Lightning's washing machine at Lightning's house there, and it was just our luck to rip a shirtwaist. So all I was doing at the department store was buying a new shirtwaist, honey, to replace it. Now, that's the whole story.
6: And I suppose you expect me to believe that.
4: Now, tell me this. Why don't you believe me? Why does you believe this gossip mongrels when you don't believe me?
6: (laughs) I just do, that's all.
4: Honey, look here. Is you ever knowed me to lie to you? I'm no, 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 don't answer that. Wait Here we
2: go.
6: <laughs> uh, what I
4: mean is uh, this is you ever knowed me to go out with another woman?
6: Well, you know, there's a first time to everything.
4: Now, please believe me, honey. I tell you, the laundry story is true. I don't even know the woman I bought the shirtways for.
6: Well, I'd like to believe you, George, but this is the kind of thing I got to think out for by myself. Why don't you come back tonight and I'll let you know.:
4: Okay, honey
6: Did you want to see me, Mrs. Kingfish?: Yes like, then I want to ask you a question. Uh, well, I'll ask anything I can. Well then tell me this: was the kingfish, you and Andy in the laundry business together? No, we wasn't in no laundry business. Oh. <laughs> you mean you didn't wash no laundry in your washing machine and, and rip a shirtwaist or nothing? I don't even know what you're talking about. That's all I want to know. Thank you, like, and goodbye.
4: I sure can keep a secret, good. <laughs> So, you see, Mr. Benchley, after she done walked out uh, and uh, talked to Lightning, uh,
5: I was right back in the ash can again. Well, we must bear in mind, Kingfish, that in marriage, all things are relative.
4: Yeah, there's mixed up in it there, too, somewhere, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, Mr. Benchley, uh, the thing I wanted to... Oh, yes. Now, go ahead with your story. Yeah, sir. Well, I decided that the only way I could get back in the good graces with my wife and sure that I had my feet on the ground and that I was on the level, was to get me a regular job and go to work.
1: Yeah, the kingfish was willing to make the supreme sacrifice.
4: Yeah, so what me and Andy had done was we took the sample bundle back to the laundry, and we told the
2: man.
5: Yes, Mr. Stevens, we've
4: been expecting you. Yeah, I said, well, now, uh, uh, here's the sample bundle, uh, Mr. Oakley, that you give us, and I just want to tell you that we is resigning from the whole mess. Why, what's the matter? Well, it's just that for, I don't know, for certain reasons that I've got to get myself a steady job that's going to make my wife happy.
1: Yeah, we're going to resign as subsidiary. Oh,
4: I'm sorry to hear this. This work you've done here looks very good. Well, as a matter of fact, the shirtwaist looks almost new. Well, uh, tell you the truth, Mr. Oakley, it is new. Uh, you see, in our first try at Washington, uh, we tore up the shirtwaist that was in the laundry that you sent us, you see. Right. So then we had to go out to a store and buy this new one at the Globe
5: Department. Yeah, that's well, nice. that's certainly fair enough. I, know, I think it was satisfactory. Well, I'm sorry you boys aren't continuing, but you know what you want to do. Well, thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.
2: goodbye. goodbye, goodbye, uh,
4: goodbye. You know, and this whole thing that's happened between me and my wife sure makes a fella stop and think. Mm-hmm. When my wife was with me, of I loved and all that, but I didn't realize till she left me just how much I would really miss her.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. Same way with me and money. <laughs> when i has got money, I don't miss it, and when I ain't got money, why, I misses it.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, how is that again? Well, uh, uh, I say that's the same way with you and your wife like it is with me and money. What way is that? Well, uh, I was just trying to say what you were saying, only putting it another way. Yeah, well, you don't have to say what I say another
4: way. Who you think you is, Shakespeare? No.
2: <laughs> yeah, when I say
4: something one way, that's the way I like to say it. I wouldn't say it that way in the first place. Yeah, I'd say it the other way. If I needed somebody else to tell me how to say it, I'd say it that way the first time. Uh...
1: Yeah. What has you got to say for yourself,
2: Andy? <laughs>
1: Oh, I as a dirty dog.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know something? You, well, you is sure getting jumpy, Kingfish.
4: Yeah, certainly not jumpy. Well, uh, I guess I was getting a little jumpy, and I'm sorry. It. It's just because I was so upset on account of my wife. <laughs>
5: So you got yourself a job, eh, Kingfish? Oh, uh, yeah, sir,
4: Mr. That, that's exactly what I've done, you see. Uh, and I'm going to tell you something else about that job. It is a tough one. I, I've been slaving 12 hours a day and working my fingers to the bone.
1: Yes, sir, he sure is. And he ain't got no subsidiary, neither. He's doing all the work himself.
5: And didn't this help to get you back in the good graces of your wife?
1: Uh, it didn't make
4: no imprint on her at all. She was still convinced that there was another woman
5: in the picture, and I... Wish... Oh, well, Kingfish, what has happened only runs true to form. The course of married life has as many ups and downs as you can see by this graph that I have here on the wall. Just come over here and let's examine this chart. Yes. Now, this line, <clears throat> indicated here in ink, represents married life. Yes. It starts off here and reaches a remarkable peak within the first two weeks. This is the period... <laughs> during which the young husband and wife are eating in restaurants. (laughs) The sharp decline which follows this comes with the beginning of home cooking and the cycle of the faulty gas range. At least the gas range takes the blame as it can't talk back. This, however, is only a temporary slump and we go along quite smoothly for some time with only an occasional drop as here at what is known in economic circles as the session over the fur coat or here, where business conditions make it necessary for the husband to work late at the office all of a sudden. But now, in the course of this line, we notice a precipitous drop, which maintains this low level for a short time. Looks like about two weeks here. And the line rises again, spectacularly. The husband's mother has gone home. <laughs> now here, let me see, I don't, don't quite understand this complete break in the line. Either the husband and wife have separated or my secretary forgot to fill my fountain pen. I thought...
4: Well, yeah, this is all interesting stuff, Mr. Benjamin, but I still don't see how it applies to my kids. Oh.
5: Well, perhaps I'd better hear the rest of your story.
4: Yeah, well, like I said before, uh, uh, getting a steady job, been cutting a wife with my wife, and, uh, well, of I done found out through the grapevine that she was getting ready to leave town and go back to her relatives in Georgia. So I went up to see her to
6: beg her once more not to leave her.
4: please don't go away. I love you, honey.
6: Get out of my way. I'm packing here, and I'm leaving on the afternoon train.
4: Oh, but honey, look here. I got me a regular job, and believe me, there ain't no other woman in my life.
6: You'll never prove that to me. From now
4: on... Uh, you better answer that door, honey.
6: You answer it. I don't live here no more. I have a package for... Oh, Mrs. Stevens, here's your bundle. Oh, thanks. I was waiting for that. I'm packing now. And the boss told me to tell you that we were sure to help, and we had some of the stuff done on the outside. The fellas that did your stuff ripped the shirtwaist, but they went over and bought this new one at the Globe Department
4: store for you. You mean... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me look at that shirtwaist. Yeah, let me see that. Yeah, here's the one that I bought, honey. That's it.
1: Well, Miss Stevens, is uh, this
6: satisfactory? Very satisfactory. Okay. George. Yes, honey. I can't tell you how bad I feel for not believing you.
4: Oh, that's all right. Uh, Let's forget the whole thing and never talk about it again.
6: Oh, George, this makes married life perfect. We're back together again, and you've got a steady job, and everything is wonderful.
5: What happened after that, Kingfish? Go ahead, Dylan. That's all. Uh, We are back together again. Well, are you fighting? Oh, no, sir. Well, if you're back together again and you're not fighting, why in the world do you come to a man like me for advice? Well, that job that I took, when I tried to quit, the man said, no, I was froze to it. Now, what I want to know from you is how
4: can I unfreeze myself from the job (laughs) I
0: Be sure to listen again next week at this same time for the Amos and Andy Christmas Show when the boys' guests will be the Paul Taylor Chorus who join in Amos and Andy's special Christmas presentation. We guarantee you'll enjoy it. This show, as always, will be broadcast to our armed forces everywhere. Our thanks to Robert Benchley for joining us tonight. Mr. Benchley is currently finishing the picture National Barn Dance at Paramount Studios. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for all of us. And folks... Here's a date to remember. It's Wednesday, December 22nd. That's the day when once again you can hear one of radio's proudest moments. That traditional yuletide treat, Lionel Barrymore in his best-loved role of Old Scrooge in Charles Dickens' immortal story, A Christmas Carol. It will be broadcast on Wednesday, December 22nd, so get the whole family to listen. See your local paper for time and station. Don't miss Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol starring Lionel Barrymore, the only time this Christmas classic will be broadcast.
2: Yay!
3: Fast and accurate COVID 19 screening is critical to help people self-quarantine sooner, get treatment faster, and effectively prevent the virus spread. Unfortunately, viral testing can be slow, hard to access, and temperature checks are only 50% accurate. Enter COVID deep. With this clinically validated app, all you need is a smartwatch to detect COVID-19 infection and, in minutes and with 90% plus accuracy. No needles, wires, or invasive tests needed. COVID deep's artificial intelligence algorithm developed by AI scientists from Princeton University is trained to recognize the specific digital signature of COVID-19 infection using biometric data from medical or commercial wearable devices with embedded sensors. Its accuracy has been validated through rigorous global clinical trials conducted with renowned international healthcare researchers and it has the sensitivity to identify people who are infected even if they are not showing symptoms.